This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we talk with the Minister of Agriculture about 43 new research projects announced for on-farm demonstrations. David Merritt also discusses dangers of hantavirus in bins and outbuildings. The Cash Advance Program sees some enhancements. We have reaction from APAS. The Cattlemen's Association has a town hall on spring weather forecast. And the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The federal and provincial governments have approved more than $885,000 for 43 agriculture demonstration projects this year in Saskatchewan. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the funding will assist producer groups evaluate and demonstrate new farm practices and technologies at the local level. It's important for us, Jim. It really provides funding to producer groups and First Nation communities uh, to demonstrate really uh, new agriculture practices and technology at a local level. And we're excited about the, the program. and It does some uh, very good work. And really, this helps fund, you know, the research plots that we see around the around the province. And, you know, so the recipients are eligible for up to 10000 per site, $10,000 per site, and, and it's capped at 75000 per, you know, for those different recipients. So, and from the livestock side, it's a little higher, obviously, because you're dealing with live animals versus crops and things like that. So it looks at a lot of different things, Jim, and, and we're excited about it and, and in various parts of the province, too. So, you know, like the Indian Head Research Station, the Irrigation Crop Development Center, the Conservation Learning Center. So it's kind of spread out all over the province, Northeast Agriculture Research Foundation, and for all types of things. And, you know, I've got lots of examples here to give, Jim, if, uh, if you'd like some. Yes, outline a few of the projects for me. I'm quite curious. Yeah, I sure can. And uh, I mean, uh, just some of them here is evaluating the 4R principles, uh, you know, for rate placement and everything else for copper application on wheat yield and seed quality. So that's one of them. Uh, The potassium fertilizer on yield and seed quality for malt barley and spring wheat. Nitrogen management for red spring wheat in, in various varieties of wheat. At the Indian Head Research Station, they're doing canola seed safety and yield response to novel phosphorus sources in Saskatchewan soil. So there's a, a number of them. So lentil and camel and camelina intercropping at the Irrigation Development Center. So the list is long, Jim, from the Cattlemen's Association. They're growing fodder as an alternative feed source. So the flax development is flax response to non-traditional nitrogen fertilizer management strategies. So there's a lot of them. And, and like for the oat folks too, so... Our oats responding to high levels of macronutrients. So these are all the research things that people are doing. So, and really, you know, for the right rate and right placement of fertilizer, 
in all crops. So it's things that we're you know very proud to help support and fund this research, which really can be then be adopted into practices and in, into general agriculture practices by farmers and ranchers around the province, Jim. Now, on another topic, the province issued its annual warning about cleaning out bins and other outbuildings because of the threat of hantavirus. Just how, right. seri- how serious is this? Well, I mean, it's always something we're concerned about and worried about. It. So, uh, you know, we really want to, you know, make the awareness out there and just make sure that everybody in the ag industry is, knows what's going on and just be cautious of it. You know, just making sure the the buildings are, are well vented and, you know, the windows are open in the buildings and things like that. And obviously making sure they're wearing dust masks, uh, you know, approved dust masks and things like that. And, and to make sure they're, you know, wetting down the surface before they sweep and things like that. And wearing, uh, wearing goggles, of course. So we just want to make sure that everybody's aware of it and just to make sure to be very extra cautious out there at this time of year. Yeah, I understand. Hantavirus, the, the deadly kind... It is rare, but it can be deadly. Yeah. Yes, it can. It can be deadly. And, you know, we have had cases, so we just want to make sure everybody is very well made aware of all the circumstances around it and just to be extra cautious out there. On another topic, the war in Ukraine, it's dragging on. I think we're approaching the seventh week. Your thoughts on it and its markets impact? Yeah, you know, we are very concerned about, you know, what's happening over there. Obviously, we've been very vocal and very opposed about Russia's invasion into Ukraine. In fact, my one of or my colleague, MLA Terry Dennis, will be flying over Saturday uh, to Germany to uh, meet with uh, Ukraine refugees and just have a, another hands-on look as the Premier was there also a week ago. So Terry is taking uh, some folks with him that will really see how we can help the Ukraine people if they want to come to Saskatchewan. So obviously we're concerned about it. And then from the market side, very concerned. And, you know, where that's going to end up and is is a crop going to be put in in Ukraine. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca and Prairie Co-op. The federal government has announced improvements to the advanced payments program for farmers. Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau says the enhancements are designed to help farmers facing disrupted supply chains, rising costs and issues from last year's drought. She announced there will be a temporary waiving of the requirement for two installments. 60% up front and 40% after seeding is confirmed. The change will allow farmers to receive 100% of their 2022 advance immediately when they apply. Farmers are eligible to receive up to $1 million under the cash advance program with the first $100,000 interest-free. The president of APAS welcomes the enhancements to the farm cash advance program. Ian Boxall says the decision to allow farmers to receive 100% of their advance up front instead of 60% is a great decision. I think it's great, Jim. I think the enhancements of being able to get 100% of your cash advance at the time when you apply, apply instead of 60% then and 40% after seeding, I think that'll help guys with cash flow this spring, especially after last year's drought where guys are probably short on cash to get this year's crop and pay the, you know, the input prices we're seeing are so high. So I think that's a great move on the government's part to do that. So It'll also help new and young producers that are just getting into the industry. That'll be a real benefit for everybody. So you see there is some cash flow problems out there because of rising costs and last year's drought? You betcha. I think, I think you know, hearing stories that that is, some farmers are facing that. And 
you know, farmers will always at this time of year, as we go to spend millions of dollars to put the crop in the ground, there will always be cash flow issues. So anytime that a program is, you know, as well used as the cash advance program can make enhancements to help producers, it's, it's happy to see it. Do you think the changes will enable more farmers to actually think about applying for this? It might. I think, you know, the interest rate on this $100,000 interest free and up to a million dollars based on your acres. So it, it's been a well-used program and I've used it myself and it works good. So I, I think, I hope producers sign on and take advantage of it. On another topic, the federal budget comes out. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? What are you hoping to see? Just hoping to see that, you know, governments continue to support the agriculture, you know, and we can be a driver for this country as we come out of this pandemic and and pull this economy along that we're seeing, you know, huge inflation rates and that. And I think agriculture can be one of the things that can help drag this country through that. So continued support for agriculture in ways that they've agreed to in the past and just understanding the importance of it for the country. Is there anything specific you'd like to see? Any improvements to business risk management programs? I don't think we'll see those in this year's budget. I think come July when the, you know, the F federal provincial territory ag ministers meeting and they sign on to the new set of framework for the following five years, you know, those are five year commitments and that'll be renewed in for 2023. So I don't, I don't expect to see any great changes there, but hopefully for the 2023 program, we can see some improvements to those programs that will benefit all producers. The war in Ukraine continues to drag on your thoughts on it and the impact on markets i think it's driving our markets higher but i think it's also going to show just how give us a sense of the feed shortage we're, we potentially could see in the world ukraine's a big player in, in agriculture in the world market and you know i have some fears on you know inputs that we've been getting out of russia for the last number of years and tariffs that have been applied and i'm happy that they're applied for what's going on there but we need to ensure that we have access to those inputs and we need to ensure that we grow a crop this year to feed the world as there's going to be short supply. What inputs are you thinking of? Fertilizer in particularly. 35% tariff went on, you know, fertilizer coming into Canada or Russia. And, and we need to ensure that, you know, my fear isn't for this spring because I think most of that fertilizer is probably in country or in route to, to Canada now for this year's crop. But I have some fears on a, on supply for next year's crop as we get it in, and we need to ensure that we have the capacity to have that, you know, made here domestically or in North America that we can have the fertilizer and the inputs we require for next year's crop. Ian Boxall is the president of APAS. Now back to the Farm Cash Advance program. Dave Gallant with Canola Growers of Canada says his organization administers the Cash Advance program. So we have over. 1,700 advances issued for a little over $300 million right now that we'll have to reach out to those farmers probably in the next couple of days uh, to ask them what uh, they would like to do with their advance, uh, as well as we have several, uh, over 1,000 advances in our office uh, that we're, in, we're processing right now that we'll also have to contact those farmers to determine what they would like to do with respect to if they want to receive more than the 60%. Gallant says the extra work is welcome. Certainly it's going to be a little extra work, but it's definitely uh, to the benefit of the farmer by giving them that extra cash flow significantly earlier. Uh, normally these farmers would have to wait until post-seeding uh, post in July to apply for the extra 40%. Now they can get the full 100% up front, again, if that's what they want to do. Dave Gallant is with the Canola Growers of Canada Association. 
Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Let's now talk to the new president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, Reg Schellenberg. Congratulations. Uh, CCA had their big AGM here in the past couple weeks, and uh, you were elected. And uh, good for you. I'm very curious as to what some of, from your perspective as you take this role and and take over from uh, a position that, you know, big shoes to fill with Bob Lowe as your predecessor. What, what are some of your priorities for the Canadian Cattlemen's Association under your leadership? Well, first of all, I'd like to say I'm really honoured to be elected uh, as our new CCA president. It's not a role that I take lightly, and I definitely have a lot of res- the utmost respect for our past presidents and the work they've accomplished. Uh, we definitely owe a lot of gratitude to Bob Lowe for his leadership and dedication over the past two years. As we all understand, Bob was in, in, involved in very challenging times between limitations on travel and uh, a lot of Zoom calls, conference calls. It was a totally different role, and Bob did an excellent job to keep continuing uh, relationships with policymakers and parliamentarians. And we thank Bob for his efforts. It was a, a real challenge, probably the first, first and hopefully the last president for CCA that had to challenge, they had to face the challenges that COVID brought upon us. Yeah. It, 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 honestly, Reg, it's it's almost like probably what the the CCA chair or president said coming out of BSE. <laughs> you know, not 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 the same devastating impacts, but you'll never forget it. Oh, it, it, for sure, for sure. No, Bob did Bob did well, and it was amazing how fast he adapted to the Zoom calls. I mean, that was a thing that was unheard of prior to COVID. Okay, so I guess as CCA president. My goals are always, has always been centered around the passion to leave a vibrant industry for the next generation. Uh, I, I think what's key for keeping uh, younger people coming in, in, into the ranching industry or beef industry is government programs that they can de- depend on to lock in risk management. I'm a strong proponent of the VRM program, but they can always be improved. And uh, currently, the livestock price insurance program has been beneficial in Western Canada, but it's not an option for the Eastern provinces, especially for the maritime. And what we're going to really try and encourage governments to pursue is to allow this program to be available nationally. And the number one component that's missing with price insurance so far is a government participation in the shared cost share on these premiums. Right now in, in price insurance, cattle producers have to lock in, pay their premium up front, and they pay the entire portion. And that's a total, uh, total conflict with the way things are with crop insurance. We participate in the forage crop insurances and, and coverages that way, and we can cover cover our, our land and our, our production that way and have a cost-shared premium. And it's, it's very advantageous to have that cost-shared. Yeah, it's there's cost-sharing on you know crop insurance. Yep. So th- this is the cattle version of that essentially it it, it kind of makes me sort of scratch my head as i listen to you talk about it sort of scratch my head on you know why the lack of equality on this no we ha- we have to keep pursuing this it's essential and i guarantee you there'd be an enrollment increase like like uh, the response would be very positive 
Mm. Currently, you know, producers can currently lock in decent values in those 228, 232 for calves this fall. But if you're looking at a 55, 50 to 55 dollar premium per head, and for a lot of people, that's their profit margin. Plus, they have to come up with that money up front. And if that was a cost shared premium, you'd see a lot of uptake. And I'm sure the program would, would benefit from it. What are some of the other things, Reg, that uh, are important from your perspective? Well, for CCA, we've, we've been asking the federal government to include several things in, our, in their budget, and one of them being funding for a foot and mouth vaccine bank. Uh, it became apparent to us. I was the chairman, chair of the Animal Health and Care Committee, and currently the vaccine that is available is stored and owned by the United States. And it's time for Canada to be independent of that inventory and have their own in, for, in her use within Canada. And so we'd like to see our federal government be serious enough to put some money up front to establish a stat, uh, vaccine bank in-house in Canada for the Canadian industry. Hmm. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunny today, wind north 20, gusting to 40, the high 8 degrees, the low minus 8. Friday, sunny, the wind southeast at 20, increasing to 40, gusting to 60 near noon, the high 11 tomorrow. Periods of evening rain and a low plus 5. Saturday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high plus 9, the low minus 6. Sunday, sunny, the high 8 degrees, the low minus 7. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3, the low minus 7. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3, the low minus 8. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 0. Normal high for this date, 10 degrees, the normal low is minus 4. The sun rose at 622 this morning, it sets at 739 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is leader in western Saskatchewan at 9 degrees. The cold spot, Melfort, at 0. Estevan is 6, Saskatoon 8, Swift Current and Weyburn both 6 degrees. Yorkton is 2. Sunny in Regina, 6 degrees, that's 43 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest, 24, gusting to 42. Humidity, 42%. The barometric pressure rising, 103.4. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 7 degrees. Winds are from the north at 18, gusting to 31. Once again, Regina, sunny and 6. That's 43 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. 
Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association held a virtual town hall session Tuesday night, and one of the presentations dealt with the spring and summer weather forecast. Matt Makins is a meteorologist based in Colorado. He started off by recapping what happened this winter, with more snow over the northern prairies and much less over southern Alberta and much of southern Saskatchewan. Fort St. John, Edmonton, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, found some moisture there, and certainly to the north of that line, if you will. You can see where most of the storms tracked, kind of falling right along that dividing line, if you will. That's where the storms were. That's kind of common for La Nina years. However, La Nina used to carry a lot more water with it. The storms across the Pacific, but the Gulf of Alaska has robbed the storm systems a lot of that valuable moisture that would have gone into snow. Uh, we also saw a transition in the Atlantic about 20 years ago, and that caused La Nina to behave differently in the past 20 years than you may commonly think of going back to the 50s, 60s, or 70s. While the snow has improved soil moisture in some regions, others remain dry. Poor soil conditions, though, are bad, east and south of Calgary. Wettest conditions are noted in the deeper greens here. Those areas that did get at least some snowfall and did end the winter season slightly above average as far as preset. With that said, though, an okay with moisture in soils, that's just for the winter. That's a very short duration. As for the upcoming growing season, Makins is forecasting below normal precipitation in southern areas with northern regions looking a bit better. As you look at April, May, June, July, and August, most all of those months, with the exception of late May into June, most of those months remained and reinforced the drought. So the likelihood of drought continuing and those acreage numbers to increase, the likelihood of those two things to happen is much higher. It'd be more at that 70% confidence level. The remaining question will be, can we hold the moisture from the northern prairies and send it south somehow? Well, we'd only have to do it by 150, 200 miles. If we could do that, that would greatly help the drought, but that's not likely. That's why 70% likelihood the drought continues and grows. Makins will be reevaluating his forecast models monthly. After each month, I redo all of these years, create a new list. And from that list, we may begin to see a wetter period off to the east or even for the prairies. But right now we do not have that. Until we get into April and see what April has done in total, my confidence for the summer stays at 70%. That's still quite high for a summer forecast. Matt Makins is a meteorologist based in Colorado. He made a presentation Tuesday at the Canadian Cattlemen's Association Town Hall meeting. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Despite ongoing attacks from Russian troops, many farmers in Ukraine say they were willing to try and plant a crop this spring if it was reasonably safe where they live. But there's word this week that Russian troops are making that very difficult. Apparently, in some wheat-growing areas of the country, they started placing landmines in some fields. They've also been placing explosives on some crop storage facilities as well. The beginning of April is typically when farmers in Ukraine begin planting this year's crop. In a typical year, Ukraine produces about 25% of the world's wheat and sunflowers. But the ongoing war and the devastation from more than a month of bombing by Russian forces is resulting in food shortages in Ukraine. 
That's resulted in a ban on food exports from the country for the time being. Many third world countries rely on grain shipments each year from southern Ukraine. The UN is concerned that without those shipments, global hunger will worsen until the situation is resolved. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Purchase your all-weather windows with installation from Freeze Tallman before April 27th and you'll save 15%. Grain prices were mixed with Viterra prices for canola rising 15.50 at 11.2052. One red spring wheat fell 37 cents at 4.8672. The rest unchanged. Durham 5.5116. Feed barley 3.6254. Flax 1291.47, lentils 902.50, oats 501.53, yellow peas 639.66, feed wheat 378.30. At Minneapolis, May spring wheat fell three and a quarter cents at 11.05 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest quotations. Hello, Calvin, Junior for Heartland Livestock, Yorkton, with your market report for the week of April 6th. Nice run on offer here this week with 1280 in the pre-sort and 383,000 bulls for a total of 1,663 head. The market this week was under a little pressure. You could really see this on the cattle. It was 750 pounds and up. Here are a few highlights of this week's sale. 500-pound black steers, 251. 640 weights at 225, and the 790-pound black steers at $2 and a half. 600-pound buckskin steers, 227. 660 weights at 220, and the 780-pound buckskin steers at 202. 720-weight red X steers, 208, and the 795 weights at $1.99. On the heifer trade this week, 506-pound black heifers, 204. 640 weights at $1.83, and the 706-pound black heifers at $1.76. 568-pound buckskin heifers at $2.11. The 630 weights at $1.94, and the 710-weight buckskin heifers at $1.78. On the cow and bull trade this week, there is a strong demand on the cows, with 295 cows averaging 95 cents, up 4 cents from last week. D1, D2 cows, 93 to $1.03, with a high of $1.07. D3 cows, 80 to 86 with a high of 90. Light shelly cows, 72 to 78. On the half rats, 98 to $1.10 with a high of a buck 15. 33 big bulls averaged $1.18 with a high of $1.3150 on a hard, high-yielding, exotic bull. Producers, we are continuing to have pre-sorts for the foreseeable future. Next week will be a two-day sort, receiving cattle Monday and Tuesday till 4 p.m. Starting on April 20th, all our pre-sorts will be one-day sorts, with receiving on Tuesdays. Please call in to book your consignments. Once again, this is the Junior for Heartland Livestock, Yorkton. Thank you, and have a great day. And the latest pork prices, 222.52 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The April public offering of Saskatchewan Petroleum and Natural Gas Rights generated $19.3 million in revenue for the province. The figure is more than 10 times the revenue generated in April last year. The April sale is the first of six for the fiscal year, and this week's sale has already surpassed last year's total of almost $15 million in revenue. 
Of the 208 parcels, 169 had acceptable bids, representing over 57,000 acres. The average bonus bid was $326 an acre, with the highest acceptable bid at $9,700 an acre. The Esteban area had the highest interest, realizing $17 million for 142 parcels on almost 30,000 acres. 17 of those parcels had bonus bids of over $12 million. The federal and provincial governments have reached a land entitlement settlement with Atatakoop First Nation, about 72 kilometers northwest of Prince Albert near Shell Lake. Treaty 6 entitled the members to 128 acres per person, but the First Nation claimed a shortfall of 4,100 acres. Under the settlement, the Atatakoop First Nation will receive compensation of $43 million, with almost $31 million from Ottawa and $12.6 million from Saskatchewan. The First Nation has the option to add up to almost 41,000 acres to reserve lands. The federal and provincial governments will also set aside $6.7 million as compensation to rural municipalities and school divisions once taxable land is set apart as reserve. On the markets, the TSX is down 152 points to 21,635. The Dow has fallen 158 points to 34,337. Oil has dropped 84 cents to 95.39 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 38 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.33 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.